I feel like <clears throat> as I was watching those, uh, those girls, I felt like there's some, some women here that you're watching that and the Lord was restoring and healing something in your heart. And if that's you, I feel like the Lord is saying, uh, you're going to move into a season where you're free to be a little girl again. Where you're going to dance with the Lord again. Where you're going to enter that season uh, just like a little child where you're carefree before the Lord and you trust. You trust with no boundaries. And so I want to bless you. And I'm so sorry if that, if that has been taken away from you. Uh, but I, I tell you something. Uh, the enemy's got it coming because you don't steal something from the king's daughter without him restoring it to even better than it was before. In the name of Jesus, I bless you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. What a glorious day. I think I could call an altar, do an altar call right now. I don't want to try to add anything to what has just taken place, but I'm just going to, for amen, <laughs> but for a few moments, I'm just going to get into the flow of what the Spirit's doing this morning. Now, I want to go to Acts chapter 16. I've got something brief for you. Acts chapter 16. <clears throat> and I'm going to read specifically uh, verses 23 through 34, but I want to share a few things leading up to it and set it up because uh, in January of this year, Melanie, uh, our teacher of the house, she actually uh, she preached this profound message uh, from this passage in Acts 16 about Paul and Sil Silas being in prison. And uh, she talked about, if you remember it, uh, she talked about having midnight hour praise and the power of how midnight hour praise reveals what we really believe and how it shakes the foundations of that which opposes us. Uh, and then also, uh, Wes, he, rec he recently preached a powerful message and uh, in it, uh, it's a different passage in Philippians 1, but he was also talking about uh, Paul being in prison and how it also just, these moments, how it reveals what we really believe. And so I felt led this morning briefly to go there again in Acts 16 because I believe it's truly a passage of Scripture uh, for us as the body of Christ to keep looking at specifically in this hour that we are in as the delivered and anointed people of God who are positioned to reveal our belief in Him and in who He is in a way that we've never actually had the opportunity before. Okay, church, we're in a season right now where there's never been a bigger opportunity to reveal the heart of God to the earth, to stand on the truth of God's word and on our belief of who Yahweh is. Yeah. It's happening right now. We do not, we continue to say we do not want to miss this opportunity. Uh, so what's happening here? in Acts chapter 16 is Paul and Silas, they're preaching the gospel, they're setting people free, uh, and there's a slave girl who the scriptures actually tell us she has what's called a python spirit. And what this means is that she had a spirit that was, uh, she was drawing demonic power from the Greek god Apollos, who is known as the Greek, Greek god of prophecy. All right, so she was drawing from this demonic false power to actually tell the, tell the future. And she was a, it tells us she's a, she's a slave, and it tells us uh, in the scriptures that her owners were making a profit off of her gift, okay, which was actually, it was, they were making a profit off of her bondage to the demonic realm. All right, this girl, this slave girl, she's following Paul and Silas as they're ministering and sharing the gospel. And this is what she's saying in Acts 16, verse 17. This is what she says. She says, these men are servants of the great high God. 
and they're telling us how to be saved. All right, so she's controlled by a false God and demonic powers, yet even though she's trying to stir things up for their harm, all right, even though she's doing that, you can't miss this, that these false powers within her, they are recognizing and declaring the one true high God. So this goes on for a few, a few days, it tells us, uh, as they're ministering. And then finally, uh, Paul gets tired of it. All right, some translations even say Paul gets annoyed. He gets annoyed, uh, and he looks over at her, and he doesn't speak to the girl. All right, this is big. He actually uh, speaks to the demonic spirit in her. How many of you know that we're not fighting against flesh and blood, as it says in Ephesians 6, 11? but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of the age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. And so, see, he doesn't, he doesn't speak to the girl. We must, must be careful. Everything flows through love where we're addressing the spirit within them and we're not destroying the person. So he speaks, it says, uh, he speaks and says to the spirit indwelling in her. He says, I command you, in the name of Jesus, the anointed one, to come out of her now. And then it says in verse 18 of Acts 16, it says, at that very moment, that's immediate, at that very moment, the spirit came out of her, hallelujah. That's called the authority of Jesus Christ, the anointed one, church. That's the authority of Jesus. All right, but look at this. As I said, uh, she was operating in, and then she gets delivered from, a spirit known as a python spirit, as I was saying. Some translations, they call it a python spirit in the scriptures. And then there's other translations where you have to actually look deeper at the root words uh, to see this spirit that she's operating in and to see it be revealed. Uh, but this is what the Lord uh, has shown me about this spirit. Uh, he was showing me that uh, a python is actually a non-venomous snake. It actually doesn't have any venom in it. The way a python kills their prey is through enwrapping them, okay, and then squeezing them until their heart gives way and until their prey has cardiac arrest. All right, so uh, they actually don't have any real weapon or any real way in which to get to the heart itself and create death. What they do is it's, in through, it's through the intense applying of pressure for a long period of time that the heart fails. It's the intense applying of pressure for a long period of time that the heart fails. Church, there is a python spirit at work on the earth right now. And it's applying pressure to nations. It's applying pressure to leaders, to companies, to households, and even very much so to believers and to the church. And it's doing this in hopes that if it applies enough pressure, that people will start caving in. That people will start giving in and start abandoning their beliefs and their, the convictions of their heart. That they will start crossing boundaries. That if they apply enough pressure, they will start desiring to be their own God. They'll start calling what's evil is good and what's actually good is evil. Woe to those, the scriptures say, who call what's evil good and what's good is evil. All right, this spirit that, that is at work is going for cardiac arrest because when the hearts of men are surrendered to Jesus and his righteousness, there is breakthrough and there is life. Amen. 
But when the hearts of men are swayed and given over to, to the demonic pressures of the times we are in, then there is death. And then remember this, church. A python spirit will always have a slave owner that is demanding a prophet. Always. They are demanding a prophet and pulling the strings because they have to have a python spirit to apply the pressure. So guard your heart, church. Guard your heart like, you, like your life depends on it because it's no one else's to occupy except Jesus Christ. Never been more important in these times to guard your heart. Don't let anything or anyone occupy it but the Lord Jesus Christ. We've been leading you, church. We've been uh, helping you and, and uh, just helping and pointing you to see clearly the face of Jesus and the eyes uh, of, of heaven, and we'll continue to do so. And I'm telling you, church, you're covered in this house. I think someone needs to hear that this morning, that you're covered in this house. You're in a safe place, uh, because, and we're not perfect. We're not perfect at all, but we've made a commitment to be obedient to God, to walk in the fear of the Lord and in humility, and to always point you to the Father, to the Son, Jesus, and to the Holy Spirit. And so Paul, he speaks this uh, word of the Lord. He speaks the name of Jesus, and he sets this slave girl free. Hallelujah. Uh, and her owners are now furious. The scriptures tell they're furious because they've lost their ability to make a profit off of her torment. Are you seeing any anger and rage in our world today when people stand up for what is righteous? When people declare the truth of the word of the Lord, of the word of the Lord and begin to set people free? Because it's really uh, making a profit off of people's uh, deception and their torment, it's nothing new from the devil. He's been doing it from the beginning. He's been doing it from, from the beginning. And so what's happening here, uh, the slave owners, they form a mob, and they drag Paul and Silas before the Roman soldiers and the magistrates, and they accuse them. Then they are uh, beaten with rods, and then this is where we pick up uh, in verse 23 of Acts chapter 16. Verse 23 it says, after they were severely beaten, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them securely. So the jailer placed them in the innermost cell of the prison and had their feet bound and chained. Interesting here that they bound their feet because it says in Romans 10, 15, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. And so they bound their feet and chained them up. And then in verse 25, it says, Paul and Silas undaunted. One translation says undaunted. The definition of undaunted means to not abandon purpose. It means being undiminished in courage or valor and not giving way to fear. So Paul and Silas, they're undaunted. They're undaunted, and they, pr they prayed in the middle of the night, and then it says they sang songs of praise to God while all the other prisoners listened to the worship. I want you to say that with me. Sang songs of praise to God. Say that with me. Sang songs of praise to God. Hallelujah. Then in verse 26, suddenly a great earthquake shook the foundations of the prison. And all at once, every prison door flung open and the chains of all the prisoners came loose. Hallelujah, church. There are prison doors that are about to be flung open in the earth, in places of influence and in your life as you praise God no matter what the circumstance looks like.
Because Psalm 33, 1, it says, uh, It's time to sing and shout for joy, people of God. Go ahead, all you redeemed ones, and do it. Praise Him with all you have, for praise looks lovely on the lips of God's devoted lovers. Church, King Jehoshaphat had three countries marching against him in 2 Chronicles. He's surrounded, and God tells Jehoshaphat to send a small group of worshipers to go sing songs of praise to the Lord their God. Say that with me. Songs of praise to the Lord their God. They're outnumbered. They're getting attacked from all sides. And the Lord says, worship and sing songs of praise. And when they did, their enemies were so confused, they started fighting each other, and there was not even a battle to fight. Hallelujah. And so I want to prophesy right now. I was, I, the Lord hit me with this this week. I want to prophesy that the spirit of celebration and worship is hitting the people of God and is coming into your heart like a fire in this season. Hallelujah. And all at once, the foundations are going to be shaken. The prison doors are going to open. The chains are going to break loose. And I'm not just trying to stir you up this morning, church. I feel like I'm speaking the word of the Lord to you. In the name of Jesus, the python spirit is being rebuked and slaves are being set free by the word of the Lord and by the authority of the church of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So verse 27, startled it says, the jailer awoke and saw every cell door standing open. Assuming that all the prisoners had escaped, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself. He thought he was in trouble. And when Paul shouted in the darkness, stop, don't hurt yourself. We're all still here. And the jailer called for a light. And when he saw that they were still in their cells, he rushed in and he fell trembling at their feet. And then he led Paul and Silas outside and he asked, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? Church, be prepared. Just as we were delivering Thanksgiving meals to our city uh, yesterday and meeting their natural hunger. How many of you that did that with us saw firsthand the spiritual hunger of the people that you delivered food to as they see that the Lord knows them and sees them? Just as we're seeing it pour out this morning through salvations and, and baptisms and uh, just as we see a generation of children who are seeking the Lord like no other. There are people uh, in your towns and in your neighborhoods and uh, in your places of work and in your families. They're sad and they're hurting and they're enslaved. And as they see the praise of God's people and the power of God open the prison doors, they're going to come to you and they're going to ask you, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? And you can answer them just like Paul and Silas did. They answered the jailer in verse 31. He asked, what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You and all your family. Then it says they prophesied the word of the Lord over him and all his family. And even though the hour was late, he washed their wounds. Uh, then he and all his family were baptized. Verse 30 uh, it says he took Paul and Silas into his home, set them at his table, and fed them. And then verse 34 says the jailer and all of his family were filled with joy. Can you say filled with joy? Filled with joy in their newfound faith in God. Church, an enslaved girl turned into a girl that was set free by the authority of Jesus Christ.
An accusing mob and a closed prison door turned into midnight hour praise and worship that shook the foundations of the prison, that saved an entire household, and that brought forth the power of God and a supernatural breakthrough. Stand up with me. I want you to say across the church, say, a supernatural breakthrough. I'm telling you, if you believe that right now, this divine moment we are in as the people of God, as the ecclesia of God, if you believe that this is a season of breakthrough, I want you to begin to lift your praise to God across the room. Just start praising Him. Just start praising God, speaking the word of the Lord. If you have a prayer language, you can release your prayer language, and let's just release it across the room right now. In whatever way that you do that, just begin to thank God. This is the season of thanksgiving. Just give Him all the praise. Give Him all the glory. None of the glory is ours. It's not ours. It's His. It's His. All across the house, lift your voices. Sing a song. If you've got a song within you, start singing it out. Just start singing it out. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. If you believe the devil is under your feet and that you walk in authority, then I want you to praise God right now. You cannot be shackled for very long because when you praise God, those shackles start breaking loose, church. Those shackles start breaking loose. If you believe that salvation is coming to entire households, I want you to begin to praise God. The spirit of celebration and worship is hitting the people of God like fire. Fire of God, come and fill every person, every heart, every soul in this house as they begin to praise you and worship you, God. We praise you, God. We worship you, Yahweh. We thank you, God. Sing songs of praise over your circumstance. Whatever your circumstance looks like, sing songs of praise even if you don't feel like it. Even if you don't feel like it, praise the Lord your God and the foundations will be shaken. Prison doors will be flung open and entire households will be saved. Hallelujah. Praise Him in every circumstance. Thank you, God. We praise you, God. The glory of the Lord is rising upon you as you praise Him, as you worship Him, as you sing songs of praise to Him. The glory of the Lord is rising upon you, for this is a season of breakthrough. Breakthrough in your family in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Breakthrough in your health in the name of Jesus. Breakthrough in the opposition that comes against you in the name of Jesus. Breakthrough in your mind. In your mind, as you begin to praise God, conf confusion is losing its grip on you. Anxiety is losing its grip on you. That's a word of the Lord for somebody this morning. Anxiety is losing its grip on you as you praise God. Stress is losing its grip on you as you praise God and give Him praise. Watch the prison doors fling open. Breakthrough in your finances because no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You have every tool you need in the Lord Jesus to prosper for his glory. For his glory and for his goodness to be seen on the earth. Hallelujah. And I release breakthrough in your heart. Breakthrough in your heart. Place your hands on your heart right now. 
This is a season of breakthrough in your heart. In the name of Jesus, and begin to praise him as your hand is on your heart. Just begin to thank him for every good and perfect gift that comes from the Father of lights. He's good, and it's who he is, and you can't change it. You can't change it. The lies of the devil can't change that the Lord your God is good, and he is almighty. Hallelujah. Breakthrough in your heart as you praise. You are allowing King Jesus to occupy your entire heart. He's occupying your entire heart as you praise him. Hallelujah. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. Place a hand on the person next to you and just bless them with breakthrough. Say, this is a season of breakthrough right now. This is a season of breakthrough over you. Thank you, God. We thank you for a release of breakthrough in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, that prison doors are being flung open for every person. We thank you that foundations are being shaken in the name of Jesus. Come, Lord, more, God. More, Lord. Holy Spirit, come. Thank you, God. We've been singing about your fire, Lord. We've been singing about your wind, Spirit. We've been singing about your wine. And now release it in the name of Jesus across the house. We thank you, God. We praise you, God. And I hear the Lord saying that if you will partner with me to shake the prisons open with your praise, then there is a season of breakthrough. So right now, I want you to let it raise up. Let it rise. I'm telling you, church, volume does not equal power, but it does create a stirring amongst the believers of God in the house of the Lord. So start raising your praise. Raising your praise. Raising your praise right now. Come on, church. Raise him up. He's worthy of it all. He's worthy of it all. Prison doors flinging open right now. In the I believe that before the night is over, somebody is leaving here with a breakthrough. This is a Somebody's going to leave here with a breakthrough in your heart, a breakthrough in your mind, a breakthrough in your finances, a breakthrough in your family. I need about 50 people to shout breakthrough. I think someone needs to start dancing in this house. I think someone needs to start dancing in this house. Come on. Come on, church. Release it, release it, release it. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Can someone bring the kids in? Can someone go get the kids for me? 